Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast, Episode 75. Hey, it's Kaylin Amadio, the Boomer Gal, and welcome back to Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast. I have a special guest for you to meet today. I want to introduce you to Lori Sugawa Whaley. She is an author a professional keynote speaker, and a life coach. She is a third-generation Japanese-American baby boomer and a descendant of the Samurai Warrior. And she is on a mission to empower others to reach their God-given leadership potential, no matter their path, heritage, or circumstances. Lori and her husband, John, reside in a Japanese-style home in the Pacific Northwest. And Lori... Welcome to Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Sure. I am glad that you take the time to uh, meet with me and my audience and share your wisdom today. Now, I gave people a brief overview about you, but my first question to my guests is always, you know, would you like to expand on that? You've already told us you're a baby boomer and you are an author. I didn't even mention the name of your book. So can you tell us a little bit more about you? Yes. I, well, the name of my book is called The Courage of a Samurai. But my background is very interesting because I grew up as a baby boomer in rural America. And my parents were farmers. Now, do I look like a farmer's daughter? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't enjoy that part of my life. But it taught me a lot of great messages and got a lot of great um, different leadership skills that my parents instilled in me. And one of them was hard work. But I also learned that I do not want to work outside and get wet and dirty and all that. But besides that, I did not want to let that defeat me. I was determined to find out who I was and why I was made the way I was. And then through that, I discovered that I was a descendant of the samurai warrior. And then through all of this, raising children, getting married, I sustained two accidents and they left. One, the last one left me with traumatic brain injury, TBI. I endured thousands of appointments in order to get better, reading at a seventh grade level, and did not want my husband to spend his retirement years taking me around to appointments and looking after me because mm-hmm. I was not functioning very well about 10 right. years ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. But, so that was. But I can see you've recovered, and you're going to tell us uh, part of our interview today, folks, is going to be learning about um, the Bushido Code which is a a large part of of her book, and how some of this really ancient wisdom employed has helped you recover, right? Yes, it has. It has. Now, you are are a life coach, so I assume that you work with, you know, all kinds of people. And one of the questions that I, I always ask my guest is whether or not you find working with other baby boomers, um, as a generation different from, Uh, people who are not baby boomers? Do you find them different in any way? I do. Uh, Baby boomers grew up in a very unique era. And we have parents that went through depression, you know, the depression era. And so that gave us a certain set of circumstances that even our children haven't uh, encountered. Um, What I like to do is talk to because baby boomers are towards the end of their life. And they say, some look back and they may have been successful that they say is that all there is you know what else can I do and I love to help people find what their passion in life is and to help them find their bliss well and 
I wouldn't say that boomers are at the end of their lives. Where you know how long people live? I don't know what the oh, average true. is anymore. Well, but, let's say towards the end. <laughs> I mean, I'm a baby. I'm a. I'm at the young end of the baby boom. So, and I turned 53 this this month. So I figure I've got a long time to go. You know, I I'm, you do. I'm just a little over halfway through my life. I would guess so. It's never, and even in the older baby boomers, there's still a long way to go. There's, it's never too late to um, even start something new, right? That, Discover that, what that passion right. is. And, and what I love started. to do. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. So um, if you were going to share three of your top tips with us mm -hmm. um, towards making these changes, what would they be? Well, the first one is Gambaru, and the Bushido code is courage, integrity, benevolence, respect, honesty, honor, loyalty. And I added as I took the liberty of adding Gambaru at the end. Gambaru is try your hardest, do your best, never give up and go for broke. And that's what helped me get through my traumatic brain injury ordeal. And I, I apologize. I don't mean that people are at the end of their lives, but <laughs> well, shall we say they're getting, they have more time to recreate the lives that they really would like yes, to live. Yes, true, true. That's what I meant. Okay. So that Gambaru is the first one. And then um, I wrote about each chapter is about one of the traits of courage, integrity, and all of those traits together make a person whole, but it's that Gambaru, what I'm mentioned at the beginning is what will help sustain a person not to give up because like the colonel was in his retirement years and was rejected so many times before he became successful and now Kentucky Fried Chicken is a household right. name yeah right? that's true or the the example of I think it's grandma Moses the the famous painter she didn't start painting yes. until she was in her 70s or right. 80s, something like that, and, and becoming this famous painter. Yes, yeah, so it's never too late to find your passion. That's right. So, so was that the first tip? Can you share a couple more? Well, the first one was Gambaru. Yeah. Sure. And consider the Bushido code of, of adopting that into your life. So right. if I were to ask you if you had a code of ethics or the listeners, do you have a code do you have a code of ethics that you live by? Could you mention them? And so in each chapter in the book is about one of the one of the um, Bushido traits. For instance, what really started me writing this book was Chuni Sugihara, and he was called the Japanese Schindler and wrote visas against the government of Japan and Lithuania right before the war started. He risked his life and saved over 6,000 lives. Wow writing 2,000 visas, but the governments kept, both of them said no, and he could have lost his life or his family, and he did lose his career. Later, he was, shall we say, honored posthumously, mm -hmm. but um, we never know how our actions are going to affect anyone else, and so it's that act of courage that really spoke to me, and I saw this exhibit back in 94, and it is still, is still with me because he he used the Bushido code, but he did not, uh, in a way he did use it, but in a way he did not obey his father because his father wanted him to become a doctor. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, this is not my life. But would it be, would you mind if I read one paragraph that I wrote about Sugihara? Sure, sure go okay. ahead. Okay. I said, most importantly, Sugihara was a samurai warrior, yet he did not handle a gun or sword. He brought about change without going to battle. He was strategic yet peaceful, decisive, yet compassionate, and determined, yet gentle. He was a peaceful warrior, and not every warrior has to be a battle 
field-hardened soldier to be a true warrior and hero. There are many positive attributes in Juni Sugihara's life that you can emulate. Which ones would you choose? And so he's just, uh, he is somebody that I just am amazed at him and how he risked his life writing these visas in order to save lives of the people that there was no gain for him, no financial gain, no right. recognition. So he was doing uh, what he felt to be right in the, right. in the bigger sense of things. Right. Do the right thing all yeah. the time. Yeah. That's what, and that's what the Uchido quote is. So that's just one, that's courage. And each one I write about different people. And these are real life stories of people that exemplify the code and whether they knew it or not, they were determined to do the right thing and brought about good change in the world. Right. You know, it's funny. I, I didn't tell you before we started the, uh, before we started our interview today, but I, I studied martial arts for 10 years, right? So oh. I'm, I'm a little familiar with, with mm -hmm. all of this. <clears throat> Excuse me. And one of the things that I always tell myself as an instructor, and when you're instructing young people, right, is <clears throat> whenever you're out and about in your community, you never know who's watching you or who's seeing you Correct. do the things that you do. And you know that's true because you see other people when you're out in the community that you know and they don't realize that you're seeing them. And sometimes you see them at their worst. Sometimes you see them at their best. And that's something that my my master, my Taekwondo master, um, always wanted a, a black belt to keep in mind is that you are an example at all times. And you, yes. don't, you don't know when someone else is watching you and it matters. And that's something that sort of stuck with me. You know, so it, it's... It's another way of sort of training your brain to always do what's right, regardless of whether there's anyone else there or not, because mm -hmm. you're just assuming there's right. there's someone there, right, that you're right. impacting somehow. Mm -hmm. yeah. The Bushido Code has seven traits, and I have the do the right thing all the time, that seven words, and I think, I really believe they coincide. And yeah. That really is do. what Bushido Code is about, doing the right thing, and the samurai warriors were not always the battlefield warrior type. They also were the ones that were in the arts and right. wrote haiku and poetry and drawing. So they, they balance their brain, the left and the right, right. and to become a more complete person. Right. And that's really, that's what you have to do. You know, the balancing of the left and the right brain. So uh, what would you say in, in terms of someone trying to make these sort of changes in their life and trying to, I think of it as, as reaching like one more level towards enlightenment, right? to mm -hmm. know yourself that much better to be able to have these ideas in the back of your head as you're functioning in the now um having them impact your decisions if someone wants to take on this task because it doesn't happen overnight these are things that you have to learn and that you have to practice for them yes. to become part of who you are so what would you say the biggest challenge is or the biggest obstacle is to making these, <clears throat> excuse me, these life changes? Well, it's a decision. It's not based on feelings, you know, because a lot of times we think, oh, well, I'll do it today. And like you said, it's all the time. And we have to be cognizant of the example that we're setting, not only to our family, but to, like you say, out in the community, people that may not know you, but they may recognize you or they see you, like you say, at your worst. You don't want to go to the store looking like, <laughs> in your sweats all dirty and everything you want to really 
present your best at all times. And that's what um, that's what Bushido is about. Do the right. right thing all the time. And no matter how hard it is, think about the consequences. Can you live with, say, integrity? If you're doing something out of integrity, can you live with yourself that way? Can Is this what you want to represent? be representative of you and your company and your business and your family. And that's what my parents would always say. Whatever you do affects everybody. It affects the family. It affects the Japanese community because they said, everybody's watching us. <laughs> right, and that was right. true. Yeah, that was true. They were the ones that went through the unfortunate experience of being behind bars, right, uh, barbed wire. Yes, yes, yeah. they were. But in spite of that, the Japanese people rose and they made the most of it. There's exhibits out of the beautiful artwork they came up with. And to me, they are just such examples that have inspired me. And by them living their lives, what it actually has done is made it much easier for my life and other Japanese people. Right. And, you know, what you're saying and, you know, what we've been discussing about um, setting a good example or living your integrity, I think that that is true uh, not just for those around you, or we talked about, you know, someone seeing you in the community, but it's true to yourself, right? So if you say that you want to accomplish something for yourself, it has no impact on anyone else, and yet you don't do it, right? Then you're not, you're not in integrity with yourself, right? That's and true. that impacts how you feel about you, uh-huh. right? That's so it, I think it's it's equally important when you make a promise to yourself that you keep it Um, as it is when you make a promise to someone else that you keep it. That's true, because when you do it to yourself and you promise yourself to do it and you don't, and then the next time is like, can you believe yourself? Yeah, exactly. And you're the, right. Yeah, it creates this vicious, you know, sort of Mm -hmm. cycle. And, you know, it's not, that's not the way to enlightenment. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) It is not. So um, if someone is convinced that, that they want to make some changes, in their life besides going out and buying the book tell me the title of the book again the book may i show it yes please do the courage of a samurai there you go people will remember the cover picture um easier than they can remember that or at least i do i'm a i'm a visual person (laughs) visual Uh yeah i'm a visual learner so someone's convinced they're going to go out and buy the book right so they can learn more about this but beyond that what would you say is the first step what would you have them do today today is to well, they can actually get a copy of the ebook for free, and I would oh, love to share it with you. Wow. Yes, okay. Tomorrow, um, I will s- send the information out, and I can uh, tell you how to get that. But um, that would be the first thing to get the book and to read it, because I I believe that it's it's not the book is not about me. It is about a principle and living a life of integrity, courage, and honor. Because if you were to look around and say, are there leaders worth following? Right. If there aren't, then you be you step up and be every one of us can step up and be that person that right. we want to see out there instead of pointing our fingers at other people. It comes back to us. The buck starts here and we can be the example and the change that we want to see in the world. Right. So um, the ebook launch is tomorrow. And so this is fortuitous. I'd uh, love to. Would you like to know more about that? Sure. Yeah, you, please. Okay. Because my next question is, how can people get in touch with you? Where can they find the book? So okay. go ahead and tell us. It's just Lori, L-O-R-I at LoriHoyley.com. That would be, you could just email me and or connect with me on Facebook, Lori Sugawa Whaley. Uh, Twitter is Lori T. Whaley. Facebook, I have a fan page, and but it's, maybe I should put it up 
one more time if they could see the way Lori Tsugawa right. Whaley. Yeah, right. very good. And, you know, um, Lori doesn't realize this, but when we include the show notes for you at Boomer's <clears throat> Ultimate Guide podcast, when you find this particular episode, we will include um, oh. much of this information so that you don't, if you couldn't write it down. I always tell my audience, if you're on the treadmill, I'm so proud of you. Please don't get off. And if you're driving, you know, no worries. You can always come back to the podcast mm-hmm. and uh, find this particular page. And a great word to look up would be samurai, you know, to search for this particular episode or Bushido, right? Those would be great words or even Lori, L-O-R-I. And it will help you find this particular podcast episode um, so that you can grab these links. So there's there's never any worries about that. Okay, thank you. Uh, also, I would like to, if you aren't able, unable to join the book, ebook launch, I will get the, I can e- email a PDF file of the book, or they could go to Amazon or my website. Right. That okay, very good. Way. And just in, in case you do want to know, I'll, t- I'll tell you right now, it's lauriewhaley.com, and that's L-O-R-I-W-H-A-L-E-Y, Com. Like I said, you can always come come back to the podcast. I'm talking with my hands underneath the t- underneath my desk. You can always come back to the podcast <laughs> and um, find those kind of links. So no worries. And but before I let you go, Lori, is there uh, an inspirational quote or a story that you would like to share with us before we we leave today? Actually, uh, there is, and I, I didn't. I'm sorry, I didn't go over the cover, but the cover intrigued me because it's like going down a path. We are all on a journey. We're all sojourners, and this is our life path. No one, there's no two paths that are different or alike, and there's not one that's better than the other. Just like there's not one person that's better than the other. What I want to share is about, especially about Gambaru. Don't give up. Try your hardest. Do your best and go for broke. And this was the motto that the 100th, 442nd, the Japanese Americans that went from the camps to the battlefield to prove their loyalty. And they were willing to shed their blood just to prove that they were loyal Americans. And because they sacrificed so much and they gave us so much, I really wanted to. Uh, it's like paying it forward to show people that right. they are they were an amazing generation and that's what helped me get over traumatic brain injury um, and, and overcome the bullying that I faced and so it was a self it was kind of rather healing but it's also an, like a journey for me to overcome that TBI that was my goal to be able to overcome TBI because I went through thousands of appointments reading at a very like junior high level, <laughs> very low and not able to function much. I was tested out as impaired and now I'm, I was released by both of my speech pathologists. I have two. <laughs> and so I'm very glad that I'm functioning in this world that I can contribute. And I, I didn't give up. I didn't want, I, my life was too, like you say, it wasn't over. <laughs> it right. Was, right. Just, just begin. In fact, my father is 95. Wow. And yes, he's still driving. He works wow. almost every day. He does. He just. That's just incredible. Like, it is. He's still on the family farm. And then my mother, in the book, I wrote about my mother who started the nursery. And he works both businesses and just makes the rounds and drives and answers telephone calls. And he's just amazing. He never thought he'd make it past 50. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So yeah. through through perseverance and an indomitable spirit, you can accomplish anything. That's right. That's right. right. That's very good. Well, Lori, it's been wonderful meeting you and speaking with you today. Thank you so much, Caitlin. I really appreciate it. I appreciate your time. And those of you out there listening or watching, this is the Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast where I bring great guests like Lori Sugawa Whaley 
uh, to you so that you can, first of all, you know, I like to extract all the gold nuggets someone has so that they share them, they share them with you. Um, to make your life better, because that's, you know, that's the whole point of why I'm, I'm here is I'm trying to um, share the people and the things that we all know with one another so that we can have vibrant lives. And that's, uh, that's the whole point. So on Tuesday afternoons, we release a new episode around 2 p.m. Eastern time. And until next time, you know, I would very much like you all to take care. Boom, baby. That's it for now. See you next time on Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast.